Perfect. All right. Excellent. We are very, very lucky today to be speaking with Maddie Dunbar from uh, uh, Sydney, Australia. It's nighttime. It's morning time here. Um, super sweet to have you. Uh, welcome, Maddie. How are you doing today? Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, it's um, it's nighttime over here now, so I'm just kind of getting ready to wind down. But yeah, just um, yeah, trying to get trying to keep busy. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So um, I understand that you're you're currently in lockdown. How, how's that all going for you? Uh, with a guy who who loves traveling so much and and doing all the things out there in in the world. Yeah, man, it's been um been pretty wild. I mean um. Yeah, I mean, luckily we uh, I was on the WSL on the Australian tour this year, so I did. Yeah, got the four events in, and at least got a bit of travel there. And um, yeah, Rottnest Island was um, pretty wild and just real different. So that was pretty nice in a you know two year period where I've been stuck stuck here. Um, and then also yeah, like um, my hometown um, Narrabeen, um, the ways it has been firing, and um, I guess it's probably also a good thing with um, with COVID. Got a lot of the pros kind of. Um, hanging around who would normally be traveling as well so it's kind of been cool to shoot at home because it's been um, a fair few years since i've um been able to do that super epic so you guys right now are able to, to enjoy the beaches you're you're able to go out there uh and, and be on the beach and you're not just held up in your houses um it depends it depends where you live and luckily yeah i live in um the yeah, Narrabeen Council. So, um, yeah, I can go down to the beach and, um, yeah, shoot, surf, and, um, you know, within reason. We're kind of at the like the tail end of all this COVID stuff now. So, just um, had an announcement today. So, it sounds like, yeah, another three, three weeks and, um, and yeah, should be fairly back to normal um, with the yeah, international travel and stuff starting to start up again and um yeah i think in another another week we'll um be able to travel around new south wales at least but but yeah we're going pretty good good over here in australia and it's just been this crazy delta outbreak that's kind of slowed everything down but um yeah thankfully yeah um just been pumping waves at narrowbeen so yeah i've been shooting a lot with laura Enover and um a lot of the local guys here who um yeah i guess a lot of them are over on the challenger series now in the states so yeah that's been cool Super sick. Well, the point of this program is to enlighten the uh, the the inspired the 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 other photographers and, and water artists out there in the world uh, to to the individuals who who really make this um, this uh, this activity this way of life um, beautiful. And uh, you are one of those people. Your work is just absolutely incredible. Um, everyone uh, should should check them out there on Instagram. Uh, the the links will be down below. But um, you know, you've you've had a, a really really um, solid career up to this point. You're still pretty young. How how old are you now? You're in your uh, mid late twenties. I'm uh, yeah, twenty seven at the moment. Yeah, so you you just completely crushed it. So um, I kind of want to re rewind the clock before we kind of get into uh, what you've been doing um, lately. And I want you to tell us where where have you come from? How is it that that you you became um, the waterman that you are today? You know what. Was it uh, something in your youth that just got you? Was it your parents? Um, kind of uh, in, enlighten us a little bit to uh, to those uh, beginning years that uh, sprouted the seed. Well, yeah, funnily enough, yeah, like, um, yeah, I didn't grow up surfing or anything kind of, um, yeah, it was a fair bit of a nerd, to be honest. And then, like, yeah, during school, just 
yeah, caught, um, just met a couple of guys in my year who started bodyboarding and um, yeah, there's a couple of pretty fun bodyboarding ways around the Northern beaches. So kind of got stuck into that and then kind of, I guess, yeah, just um, yeah, found a camera at the same time, just kind of on um, my granddad was a bit of a, you know, just a hobbyist photographer, but um, but yeah, every time we kind of go on holidays with them, you know, I'd always be trying to nick his camera and, and um, have a play with it. And then he, yeah, he got like a, um, I don't know, it was just a pretty crappy lens at the time, but like a manual focus kind of, I think it was a, I don't know, 50 to 500, but, but yeah, just, just, just having that um, length in a lens has just um, made me realize that you can kind of get pretty cool shots, um, you know, with just using the backdrops and moving around, using some different angles that, that, um, that, yeah, that are just different from just your, your average guy just standing on the shooting, um, shooting in front of the beach. So um, yeah, just, just, just frothing on trying to do stuff different and then yeah like just, just traveling and um doing bodyboarding little trips with some of my friends and then eventually just got like a crappy little point and shoot camera and um and a little housing for it that you know was really cheap and you know it's i think it was like four megapixel <laughs> um yeah just you know just, just something but yeah got us frothing and i think i had a, a family trip up to snapper rocks um and yeah, just um, kind of discovered how blue water can be, and and how many and how um, how good surfers um, surfers really are. And you know, it doesn't take long to hang around D Bar and Snapper Rocks to kind of see all the pros come out and see what they can do. So that was kind of a, a big kind of moment. Just one of those holidays, and had that underwater camera. So just kind of swam out and kind of blew me away from there. Yeah, I, I can totally relate. One time uh, at, at the beginning of my career, it was Snapper Rocks, actually, that got me just like blown away at the amount of professionals that hang out in that zone. Um, it, it's just really incredible. So you uh, you said you were a bit of a nerd. You were in school. Uh, you, you, uh, you were studying a lot. What, what were the um, studies that you were really kind of focusing your, your life to go towards uh, before you, you diverged into uh, the world of arts and, and photography. What was kind of like your track before the arts? Well, um, yeah, I guess that's maybe like an Aussie thing, but um, yeah, when, I wasn't really that studious to be honest, but like when I say a nerd, it's kind of referring to, you know, like playing a lot of Xbox and PlayStation, whatever, <laughs> that kind of jazz. And so it's just kind of like, as I was growing up, kind of discovered, holy shit, you can actually, you know, go out and, um, you know catch waves and, and yeah like pretty pretty blessed here in the northern beaches a lot of fun waves around and um yeah at the time there was um yeah around narrabeen like yeah after that snapper rocks trip you know like i started bringing the camera down to narrabeen and um it's actually pretty funny because i think one of the first times i walked down there to go shoot i've actually walked into a, another surf photographer getting his head punched in by one of the locals um narrabeen's a pretty pretty gnarly place yeah. Um, and I was just kind of like, whoa, what's this all about? Like this guy's, you know, this, this guy's yeah, getting his head beaten in kind of. Just so, like, so just, uh, it, it, I'm, I'm assuming it was because that he was showing a break that they didn't want to be seen by yeah. other people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So now, now being typically, um, yeah, back in the day, like people would slash tires and stuff like that, even though it's like kind of in the middle of Sydney, but there's still quite a bit of history there and, uh, is this is this the Bra Boys uh, movie? It, uh, is that where we could be educated as to? Uh, is this where the Bra Boys are from? Uh, no, no. So, so that's that's probably an Aaron, an hour and a half away, um, kind of over the bridge. But but Narrabeen typically, um, you know, uh, again, like 
Damien Hardman um, and his era, like Damien Hardman is a two-time world champion kind of around the time of Tom Carroll and and um, Bart Lynch and whatnot. Um, and, and he's kind of, his nickname was the Iceman. He's always been known as kind of like a more hardcore kind of guy. And I think he kind of got that from dealing with that environment in Narrabeen. And, and, and that's, that's, that's it. It's just like, it's, it's in Sydney um, fun ways, but it's kind of in that era. Yeah. It was pretty hectic. So kind of um, came through on the tail end of that and, yeah, saw that photographer kind of getting bashed up and I was like, whoa, like it must be good if this guy's like still doing it, whatever. And, and, and I feel like as I started shooting that kind of dissipated and, and there's definitely not that same vibe that there was when I first saw it. And it might've been, you know, once off or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, the, the light and the, um, just the consistency of the waves in Narrabeen. I'm, I'm sure you might've seen the, um, the, the world tour event in Narrabeen and, Absolutely, and the waves yeah. are actually those ways are actually pretty crap compared to what we normally get. Like the sandbank wasn't that good. It was pretty, pretty bad um, direction. Um, and yeah, so like, yeah, you can imagine, yeah, once you have the banks and have the surface and the conditions, it's a pretty good place to shoot. So you start shooting land. When do you move to the water with a, with a water housing? So um, yeah, I, uh, towards the end, when I left my high school, um I actually won a photo competition to with what's now Surfline. Um won a photo competition with them and, and won a trip to Hawaii. Um and you know, I still had a basic point and shoot camera. Um, I think it was a, actually I just upgraded to the 7D at the time and I won this trip to Hawaii and I was like, holy crap, like this might be the only chance I get to go over to the pipeline and see what it's all about. Um yeah, so I kind of somehow got my got some money together, um, and yeah, got got a really basic housing, and and yeah, um, got it like maybe a week before that trip, um, which is probably not the best thing to do. Like you kind of need a bit of experience before going over there, but um, but yeah, just kind of I took it easy, knowing you know there's a lot of politics involved in shooting out at pipe, and you can't just swim out the front, you know, swim up the top and get in people's way or anything, and you have to you know. So I did take it easy and, and just some of those bigger days, you know, I swam out and just kind of sat on the back and watched and shot and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that was, that was incredible. And then, um, yeah, once I, once I was in the pipe once, it was kind of, that's well and truly hooked and wanted to pursue it for sure. So amazing. Pipe pipe is, uh, is, is definitely that spot that kind of gives you that confidence to really be able to go anywhere in the world and, and be confident with your, uh, your skills. So you, uh, you leave, you leave pipeline, you come back to Narrabeen. Narrabeen also has, uh, from what I understand, really slabby, um, uh, rocky uh, spots. True? Um, yeah, it's more kind of sand, sand bottom um, banks here. And it's, it's very, um, very sand dependent in Narrabeen. But yeah, I'm sure from photos you've seen, it does get very heavy. And, um, and you know, like we went five, five, six years or something where the waves are just crap, like the sand just wasn't there. And I think um, at the moment, they're kind of doing certain things with sand management on the beach with erosion and stuff. And so we've kind of been lucky now that, yeah, during COVID, we've just had like, yeah, the last two years have just been incredible waves that, yeah, waves you'd compare to pipe and whatnot. Um, so, yeah. Well, I would like uh, to, to Chris uh, to kind of hear about like, you, what was the precipice that got you to say, hey, I'm going to take this into a professional career as opposed to something that is kind of something I do on the side uh, where you, you uh, were like, 
Uh, I'm, I'm not going to go the standard route of uh, maybe other people in my uh, age group. I'm going to enter the arts and and do uh, say what I love. Yeah, well, I, I kind of never really wanted to, um, yeah, head out to to university or um, or college for that matter, and kind of just wanted to to see what I could do and pull off. And and straight away, I did that trip to Pipe, and then I had a couple of. Um, there was a, a women's world tour event with the ASP at the time, which is now the WSL um, that was in Sydney. Um, I kind of just by chance, I hit up the media manager at the time and just said, Oh, if you guys need a hand, then, you know, um, give us a bell. And pretty funny. I, um, yeah, he said, yeah, come along and give us a hand. And I actually broke my arm just before I got, <laughs> just before I got there. So um, couldn't really do much as a photographer, but kind of, you know, still just did it. And, got along with those guys and and that's kind of how I kind of um I realized that you could have a pretty amazing lifestyle kind of traveling and shooting and and you know from there from that year I assisted I, I that one time um you know it just kind of snowballed from there it wasn't a quick process by any means but um but yeah I kind of um once once that once I won that trip to Hawaii you know the next what five or six years I kind of paid off my own back to go to pipe and kind of shoot and kind of be in the mix um at that same time I was kind of growing with the ASP WSL in the Australia region kind of getting more and more events and and yeah shooting at home and stuff and then um yeah and then to be honest it wasn't until kind of recently maybe in the last you know three or four years that it really did kind of go up that next level where you where I could kind of live off it and um and you know have a lot of amazing trips around the world and um yeah, and it's just kind of pretty crazy to come to a kind of halt during COVID just to kind of look back on it. But but yeah, like looking back at 2019, it's you know probably going to be one of the you know highlights of my life. Like I um apart from kind of getting to the I guess the height of where I could with the WSL, you know I got, I got to go to Tahiti, commissioned to go shoot that, so that was always a dream. Um, you know, shot um, Owen Wright winning his. Um, winning the event there which was really special and yeah having that access to just be me him and Gabby um out in the water at the base of those mountains was just that's something I'll never forget and some of those images is something I'll hold on to for a long time um so yeah just the access access that I've been been lucky to have um that I've gained over those years is just um you know um just a really you know I feel like every event is just a really special privilege um that and, and it's kind of cool I kind of feel like I've earned it now because I've put in the time and the effort and 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 I really do enjoy that um but yeah that going through in 2019 kind of yeah that tidy was the you know that was the pinnacle of that year and also working with um Laura Anova big wave surfer um we did a movie and book project called Undone um, so that involved going to a lot of the heavy slab waves around Australia, um, you know, on the East Coast. And then we even drove from Sydney across to Western Australia, which is about 50 hours driving or so. Um, and, and just, you know, that some of those waves are just like nothing you've ever seen before, just out in the middle of the ocean. And, and yeah, a lot of weather and whatnot included um, in those big waves. But, um, but yeah, so, yeah, that, that year and then, yeah, even, even, yeah, went to Mexico, Taiwan, even Bali, um, a few other trips in that. And, and that was just, yeah, I, I'll, I'll be interested to see if that if, if I kind of have those opportunities again in, in the same year, just with how COVID's going and kind of certain opportunities going to 
being pulled back and I guess some more companies working towards using local guys. Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely a highlight. So, so you would definitely say looking back on it, uh, these opportunities you speak of, your entry point was, was the WSL. You know, that allowed you to get in front of these brands. You know, uh, I've read uh, your bio, you've worked with Billabong, Corona, Red Bull, all these top worldwide brands. Would it be that you you kind of got your foot in the door by being around the world's best with this uh, uh, WSL uh, pro event tour? And that was like a great catalyst. And um, anyone who's who's uh, looking for an entry point, you know, hang around the, the best surfers in your area, hang around the best surfers in your region, and um, and you're gonna get some some super sick work and come out and you know just stair step it up. Is that is that kind of the advice that you would give? Um, advice, yeah. I mean, I, I dare say, um, not to be too, you know, negative, but the surfing world has changed a lot and it is getting a lot tougher, but that is definitely the way to go about it is those, uh, I mean, especially now going from this year onwards, um, each um, each location, each um, continent is going to have their own little um, qualifying series events. And I feel like hanging around those and, and you know, getting it, getting up early, shooting the surfers, um, free surfing before their comp and, and then, yeah, where, where you can shoot the events and, and whatnot. It, um, it is getting very, very competitive and the jobs are very few, few and far between. So I feel like you, you kind of, you know, you've you got, you got to kind of accept that it may not go anywhere, but you kind of just got to make sure you enjoy it along the way. And, and I was very lucky with my timing and all my opportunities um, to kind of get to see what I did and, and do what I do. But but that was over, you know, five, six years, a, a lot of, um, a lot of commitment involved. Um, I kind of, um, yeah, there were, there were two, two events that kind of really um, brought me into the main ring with the WSL. And, and one was, um, yeah, I had not, like, I literally got called the day before to fly across Australia um, to fill in for someone at one of the comps. And I just kind of dropped everything I had. I did that. I, um, you know, like I, I flew overnight, I got there in the morning, I slept for literally 10 minutes before um, we had to go out and shoot for the whole day at one of the comps. Um, and I think that was probably one of the, one thing that really made me stand out, people kind of walking past and going, holy crap, this guy's committed. Um, so I think, yeah, a combination of um, showing you're committed, um, polite and, um, and yeah, that you can do the job. So I, um, and easy to get along with I think the biggest thing is as well like with traveling and stuff you don't I, I feel like um yeah, you don't really want to be spamming everyone and all the surfers with all your photos and messages oh can we shoot can we shoot kind of I think there definitely has to be a bit of back and forth you know you kind of semi have to um have a connection with them first or um slowly work at that and and go from there um but yeah you have to kind of impress them as well so it's kind of a two-way street um that, and that's where um things going to grow so so being super cool is one part and then let's talk about the other the other side to that and that's your process and how you can go driving all night flying across the country you know hardcore travel you're tired you wake up the sun's just rising and you got to get out into the ocean or you got to figure out a spot to be on land like what goes through your mind when you're approaching a, a new spot that maybe you're not familiar with, or maybe you are familiar with, and the ocean is just, you know, a different thing every day. What is kind of like your, your morning routine that gets you set up to be where you need to be to get those six shots you get? 
I think, um, yeah, I, I really enjoy working towards a project or a goal. Um, and for example, yeah, this lower project, like we, um, yeah, we did a million, million trips driving down the coast. Yeah. Like you said, like, you know, driving around Australia, not sleeping, like just ridiculous hours of driving and <laughs> borderline dangerous, but, but yeah, just with that goal in mind that I, I really wanted to achieve a shot of Laura that, you know, could almost have an impact that, you know, like to showcase women surfing and, and Laura was like the perfect, um, the perfect, uh, perfect surfer and um another perfect opportunity for me to kind of show laura with this um pink board in these crazy blue waves um showing showing what women can do and 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 that was the motivation for me in that project was just to keep pushing until we got it and by god we kind of got you know we broken cars broken jet skis broken camera gear whatever um and and there was probably 10 trips there where we didn't real I didn't really come along with you know more than a couple of photos or nothing that was mind-boggling but I kind of just I really wanted to nail that and it's and it's yeah just with that commitment and pushing through that and it can happen so you you go you go through you know thousands and thousands of clicks thousands and thousands of photos you have the idea in your mind what you want what what is it that gets you there what what is it that you're like oh that's it explain to me that process sorry mate i just have to repeat that it just cut out yes yes and uh okay so you you're doing your traveling you're making thousands of photos you have to um one think about what you want so you're capturing it then you have to go back to your uh wherever you're hanging out at night process all that stuff sometimes you might not get anything sometimes you might get a little bit like oh that's all right that's all right what what is kind of like your streamline effect to being like that's the one um you already have the idea in your head or is it a, a issue of uh you're you're just going through the steps that you know that you need to get through to get to that epic shot i think um i guess and that's also like a part of surf photography and part of the love of it is that I feel like, you know, when you get the shot, like, you, you know, that, you know, even when, you know, surf is taking off in a wave, it's a, you have nice light or it's a you know, crazy wave. You have a crazy section towards you, you get excited that this could be the, the photo or whatever you're in position. And I feel like you kind of know um, when you get a shot, there's, I mean, just being with the ocean with all the elements and, and there's a lot of moving parts when you're out there, you're tired, whatever. Sometimes you don't realize you've got the shot, but I think most of the time you kind of, you know there's there's a moment and you go whoa like you're kind of living that and you, and you, know, you know that that's a shot um yeah so i yeah I, I guess um i mean apart from just playing with playing in post and um yeah i guess um when you're traveling you always got to make sure you back up trips and um haven't like yeah i had a i had an incredible trip to remote new zealand and um and for red bull and yeah had, had a epic opportunity to shoot out of a helicopter and stuff like that and kind of yeah so buggered just a big day you know it's like raining while we're in the helicopter like shooting out like there's a lot going on and kind of come in just everyone's excited and and yeah like I just had a bit of a moment one of my hard drives like dropped out of the laptop and I was just like oh <laughs> I just you know I was just so like I know I'd got the shot but it was on there so it was just another part of the process and man I couldn't sleep for hours after after that like that moment like I obviously retrieved it and and um, you know, just put the car back in and and did it all again. But yeah, just those nerves and 
whatever. So I guess, yeah, always have that backup plan or um, yeah, just a storage option so that when you do get that shot that it, you don't lose it because it can very easily happen. Super epic. So uh, looking at, at, at a lot of your work, you know, some is on land, some is in the water. What, what do you prefer? Where do you feel like I, I, I get the best goods when I do this thing? Um, definitely depends on, always depends on the conditions. You know, I think it's, I always try and create something different from everyone else. And I guess everyone, there's a bit of a cliche, everyone tries to do that as well. Um, but I don't really get joy in like kind of shooting on the beach. Um, yeah, even just recently, like when we had that, um, the world tour event at Narrabeen and all the pros were there, um, wasn't very good swimming conditions, but and I had a lot of my friends kind of shooting around me on the beach and, you know, it wasn't really many options in that weather and that light to kind of move around. I just wasn't really enjoying myself kind of shooting there. You know, it's fun to have a, have a chat with mates, but I would almost rather just put the camera away um, knowing that I'm getting pretty much the same stuff um, and just have a chat. So I think, um, yeah, wherever you can, like I, you know, much prefer swimming and, and trying to get something different because um, at the moment, yeah, there's not too many guys who are swimming around my area. Um, even, yeah, like um, earlier on when there were a fair few photographers around the Northern beaches where I live, yeah, a couple of us would, um, yeah, pay out of our own um, pocket to go up in a helicopter and try and shoot different stuff. Now we got drones. Um, so yeah, like it's, it's, it's kind of two things. I, I always, yeah, try and make something a bit different from everyone else. And whether it's a speed blur, whether it's, yeah, shooting water or a higher angle, like a drone or a chopper or something. Um, yeah. I think that's definitely what drives me there. So you, it sounds like you feel most comfortable in the water. Uh, you said before you got into photography, bodyboarding was your, uh, was your uh, water jam. Is that, is that correct? So, so bodyboarding was your game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the, the bodyboard definitely um, yeah, helped, helped us. Yeah, I guess, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't call myself a hellman in the water. I wouldn't, you know, I'm not crazy. I'm not going to swim out and pipe and shoot fish eye in a 10, 15 foot swell or <laughs> even, even anything like that. But I kind of know my place and I, you know, I um, sometimes also prefer to shoot long lens in the water just to get kind of get a, something a little different, just, um, yeah, with a bit of compression with the long lens at some of these slab waves in Australia, it kind of makes the waves, um, gives them a bit of justice and uh, makes the, the, you know, makes the, the lips look a bit thicker um, and, you know, brings the surfer into, you know, the action, um, makes it look a lot bit, ugh, sorry, pardon me, a bit, a bit heavier. Um, so there's, there's times as well when I'll, I'll sit a bit further back and, um, and use that long lens to my advantage and, um, and yeah, just, just get the shot. But um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, bodyboarding definitely helped me a long way. <laughs> and yeah, like I said, I, I grew up, you know, just playing PlayStation, didn't really, wasn't really a grew up near, near the beach kind of thing. And, and yeah, just bodyboarding and just, um, I guess, yeah, maybe from just getting that vision of getting barreled all the time, it kind of just makes you just want to, want to shoot it and put it on the wall. So um, yeah. So, so these days you're in the water a lot more. What is um, your kind of physical uh, daily regimen? Do you have, do you have one? Do you, uh, do you go to a pool and swim uh, to train or do, or do you just focus on shooting in the water as you're training? Um, you kind of explain to us your, your, your fitness regimen. To be honest, like, um, yeah, I, I don't do too much training, whatnot. I play a lot of tennis and, and, and yeah, surf and, um, and swim a lot. 
um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people are, are getting more um, savvy with um, training and whatnot, but, and I probably should, but, um, but yeah, for the time being, I kind of, um, it's, yeah, I just kind of do quite minimal in that area, which, which I should definitely look, look at um, improving, but, but that's the thing, like I, um, recent swell at home and, you know, I found myself swimming for, you know, five, six hours or something in, in a session. And then, you know, there's, it's been back-to-back swells. So you kind of, you know, a couple more days and you're swimming for four hours or, you know, I love just being out there and kind of, I've got that base fitness and, and whatever to do that now. So um, kind of just been, um, been cruising at that <laughs> while not much has been going on. So your, your, uh, your surfing or your surf shooting activity brings you your fitness. You're also still young, solid in, in your twenties. Um, just fit champion. What let's, <laughs> let, let's go, let's go back to the business a little bit. Um, so, you know, you're at this kind of point in, in your career where everything is changing. Um, can you kind of speak uh, to, to, to that again, as far as what, where, where do you see the surfing world going uh, as far as in the world of photography professionally? Um, to be honest, like, uh, I think it's definitely, it's, it's, it's closing the, the gap there's less less opportunity with surf photography um in the surfing world for sure um even from when i started to what we are now i've had a lot of opportunities over the last couple of years and and now i kind of feel that um i've kind of established myself with the wsl and can kind of keep um chipping away at that but that's that's not the whole year um that laura end of a project um that i was a part of the big wave um moving in book um, you know, I was a big part of, um, you know, bringing that project to life from the from the get go. So I kind of, yeah, was a part of producing, producing the film. So I kind of, you know, made that happen as well. I, I you know, I, I, I think there's a very, very small handful of um, people around the world who are still kind of got that dream job. And I don't think many of those gigs kind of exist um, anymore. Um, I find myself shooting or well, being based in Sydney. Um, yeah, shooting a lot of other um, a lot of other work around the, the place as well. Um, and being in Australia, I shoot a lot of cricket too. Um, yeah, been lucky enough here last year. Shot a bit of um, some cars as well, a bit of a bit of racing um, and whatnot. So I think it's um, it's a bit of a balance. But I think going into if you were to go into surf photography now, trying to make a career, I would. Um, definitely try and balance balance it with um with other work whether that's weddings commercial work um other sports um i don't think there's enough to live off um at the moment um you know it might change after the pandemic and you know be another big boom um but there's very few roles um full-time roles and the magazines are gone there's um very few websites that still kind of pay um so yeah i, I think um there's another another good good opportunity to kind of progress and 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 experience what it's like is um uh, i guess for you guys maybe in um mexico or um costa rican and stuff is um kind of going and and shooting punters or um shooting you know amateur surfers at um surf resorts and stuff um that's kind of what a lot of us kind of did in the mentawis in indonesia um even yeah fiji and whatnot around us so if you can do that around america that's kind of you know good just to um yeah shoot a lot get get paid a base wage maybe in the off season in the in the holiday time um 
and just get yeah slowly build up more equipment while you shoot more and and um yeah go from there do you do you mess with uh prints artwork for the wall do you go into that uh realm of um of uh, using your work uh in, in that regard selling it as art um, to be honest, I haven't done too much. I mean, most of my work is, um, and, and yeah, up until now, there's a lot of competition work. So there's not too much competition stuff. I kind of want to hang up on the wall at the moment, just, just given with what um, guys are around at the moment. But um, but yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, coming off this last two years, being at home, there's a lot of stuff I've shot around home that's quite special to me that I definitely want to go. But but that being said, that 2019 year when I went to Tahiti, it's kind of like, geez, like every photo you take out there in the water, you're kind of like, shit, that's got to go on the wall. Like just the, the clarity and everything. And that's kind of, and it's probably not a, you know, once, once you shoot there, you kind of, it's hard to, you know, improve on that with just perfect conditions. And it's just like a studio. So. So yeah. uh, th this, uh, we call the aesthetic of water. When you go to water, and you find just like the most simple element of it, just so mind-bogglingly beautiful uh, in its in its just still physical state. So you you mentioned Tahiti as one of these spots. You go and it's just mind-blowingly crystal clear. Um, can you speak a little bit to that about uh, necessarily not so much the place Tahiti, but what is it about the water when you approach it in in that space that just brings you to just complete enlightenment? And um, I'd like to hear your perspective. Yeah, well, I guess for me being like growing up in Northern Beaches, like the water isn't that clear. You know, you might have a couple of months in um, winter where the you know water kind of is, I wouldn't call it clear in comparison to Tahiti or anything. But, but yeah, so that's when I go away and travel and you, and you go, yeah, Mentawis or Fiji or yeah, Tahiti, even Hawaii. Um, it's just it's just so foreign to me so like because I don't don't live there just the clarity it's just it's just um, I guess um, the opportunities of shots are so um, I mean yeah being where I am here you, you can't really shoot through the back of the wave um, underwater because you can't see like there's a the photo I got the other day actually of um, fish eye, I was shooting fish eye in a, at a barrel spot and um, yeah, the, you just, you can't really see through the wave. You can't really work out what's going on. Whereas in Tahiti, you kind of just, the water's just so clear that it's it's just so different, unique. Um, and, you know, you got guys over there like Ben Toir and Tim McKenna and stuff who are just getting the most amazing stuff all the time with just the most crazy blue water. Um, so I think that's a big part of surf photography too, is kind of putting, a, putting yourself in those places or at least experiencing them um, to see what you can do and see if you can pull something off a bit different. Um, so yeah, I think, um, yeah, definitely got to chase that clear water because it's just, yeah, just even when you just go swimming out there or kayaking, it's just, I don't know, I can't really describe the feeling, but it's a pure addiction, that's for sure. And definitely want to go back and experience that again. So between um, your travels, you've been to the Mentawis, you've been, which is the Indian Ocean, you've been to Tahiti, you know, Pacific Ocean, um, wh wh which one would you say is uh, just more spectacular than the other or are they different? And if they're different, what are kind of the differences? Oh, man. I mean, that's that's the beauty of surfing is all, it's the travel and everywhere you go is so unique and different. It's like in that 
you know, 2019 year, went to Tahiti, clearest water, everything, you know, like I feel like photos kind of show that place. And then I went and I shot um, the longboarding world tour event at um, in Taiwan. Taiwan's like, I'd, I'd never seen photos of there, had no idea and, you know, flying drones there. And, and it has a similar, I mean, yeah, like similar kind of mountainous terrain um, just near the, the oceans, um, all the breaks there. So you kind of put the drone up and it has such a unique look um so i guess yeah whether wherever you are there's it has a, a different look um and it's just i guess that's why you got to travel and kind of you know capture it all kind of thing you go to the mentawis and it's got a slightly different look less people around palm trees and beautiful white um sand and then you yeah you pipeline as well just a slightly you know the water isn't as clear but just like a, a real raw um a raw perfect wave and, and i guess that's maybe a comparison i guess just the waves like mentawi is more mechanical perfect waves tahiti you call it mechanical and perfect kind of reef pipelines a lot more washy and and kind of um not as perfect like a bit more of the i guess more, a bit more rogue and i guess that might be similar to, to compare it to some waves along the in australia too a bit more rogue um, more sand options so there's a lot more elements and a bit more raw um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, on its on its afternoons in Tahiti and immense, whatever it is, at, at the in the right light, they all have their special look. Um, and I guess that's that's what I love love about it. Where where in the world on the map have you uh, not been that you would like to go? Um, I would love to see shoot the Northern Lights. Um, There's a couple of guys from so yeah like up around Norway or Iceland or whatnot just something really really out there um a couple of guys uh, from the northern beaches Spencer Frost and Guy Willamant they did a film um and they yeah took it took one of our local surfers here and yeah just just stayed up there for six months and and you know shot surfing with the northern lights and it's kind of a bit of a bummer because I feel like it's almost been done now, but that's just such a unique experience that, yeah, A, shooting it, when you look back at those shots, you're like, wow, that's so different. But just that experience of pushing yourself through that cold weather and having to, you know, well, yeah, just experiencing it in real life and and committing yourself to going through that cold to get those shots is just, you know, that's that's something to walk away with and something I'd definitely like to try is, yeah, even Antarctica or something, just something really different. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess there's still kind of photos in my mind that I guess like everyone, when you're a Grom going through their surf mags, there's some photos that really stand out. And, and yeah, I guess for me, yeah, that um, there's a couple of Ted Grambo's images of, um, I think it was a rip curl trip and, they, you know, they were just walk, jumping off um, massive icebergs and icicles and stuff. And uh, that's something I've, I've definitely got to do um, before I kick it. But, um, but uh, yeah, I think... Um, I think um, yeah. Once once we're able to travel out of this lockdown, I think um, um, the, everything's going to be um, pretty exciting again because it's been it's been two years. So yeah. So you uh, you just exert a lot of stoke energy. Um, I, uh, I I can only imagine it's it's a lot to do with uh, with the ocean and what it provides to you what what is it though that that really drives you um to get stoked is it is it the fact of of just being in those moments is it the fact of delivering from those moments um where where do you find your stoke i think it's different like 
Yeah, just talking a lot about traveling experiences, it's just like the people you're around. And and I guess um, for me, it's just, I guess a um, couple of big things is just, yeah, moments. It's just, um, yeah, from from being in the Mentawis in a boat and, um, you know, getting close to some of the surfers, you know, boat trip, you'd, you know, you have nowhere to really escape. So you kind of naturally kind of, um, you know, build a bit of rapport and a bit of relationship, you know, just hanging out and whatever and have some pretty cool moments doing that. And so some of those surfs you do later in the trip where you actually pretty good mates with the surfers it makes it even even more special when you do nail a shot or you know everyone's pumped and everyone can celebrate and and live that moment but um equally you know um shooting a world title and um and going in and and, and being real close to and, and witnessing someone else's emotions and just watching experiencing and documenting that um i think that's really special too just um yeah again just different different type of moment but but just um yeah, just, just, I guess the stoke I get is from experiencing those moments firsthand and, and, and yeah, like it, I wouldn't consider um, um, trying to pursue surf photography as a profession as trying to go out there and making lots of, lots of dollars, lots of bank, but, but trying to pursue it to experience those, um, those moments. And that's, um, yeah, if, if that's what keeps you going, then uh, definitely worth a crack because um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty epic um lifestyle and whatnot when you um when you get there super well said and tell us a little bit about going to these different places you know you go to taiwan tahiti all over the world what is the most relatable thing surf culture um people who spend time at the beach kind of have uh, with one another regardless of their nationality <laughs> um i think um yeah, it's kind of a hard one. I guess perfect waves, just um, yeah, perfect waves when they're out there. You get, you know, like you're out in the Mentawis at sunset, and all these boats from different places. You might have a lot of Brazilians or whatever, and you have a, you know, you guys scoring perfect waves, perfect offshore, and some spectacular sunset happens. You know, you have dolphins go past you or whatever, and it's just something you can kind of go look at each other and go, whoa, like. And, and, and that's what I love about surfing. You can have that at home as well. And you score a perfect session with a couple of your close friends and something you can look back on and talk about it. But um, yeah, and that's where photography is pretty cool. You can kind of capture those moments and uh, put them on the wall to kind of remember and and um, move on and hunt for the next kind of experience and, and whatnot. So the, the amount of people who get to experience these things is just so small and tiny. We have the rest of the world who, who is not even really aware that it's even happening or going on. Would you say that photography and what you do is a, a bridge of that knowledge, that special crystal that, that those, those who understand, understand, but those who don't understand can understand through uh, the work that, that you do? I hope so. It's, you know, like I, like I think you said a bit earlier, but you know, I don't, I never, I didn't grow up with too many friends of mine who kind of chose a similar course as me. Um, and from that, I kind of, you know, met so many people that I never would have met and, and whatever. And, and it's still like, I have a lot of friends in Sydney who are working nine to five jobs and hustling, doing banker jobs, whatever. And, and they're making bank and, you know, they'll have houses before me and stuff like that and <laughs> whatever. But like, it's, yeah, I, th I think um, it's it's hard. To, it's just it's just different. I don't think one's right or wrong. And kind of for me, looking at all those people getting on the same bus every morning, getting on the same train and stuff, I can. That's different 
um and and like i'm gonna probably have to see that at some stage as well but it's just um that that to me is not i want what i want to do and 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 that looks a bit weird i i don't see the rewards from doing that from that hard work from grinding and and working and stuff and the dollars and the possessions and the houses holidays whatever whereas i'd rather um for now at least um while I'm still young and don't have many responsibilities and whatnot is, is, is chase those moments and experiences and, and kind of, um, you know, it's still like a certain moments I'll go, wow, sick. Like I, um, like getting your surf first, um, surf magazine cover or something. It's something, you know, I've got on the wall here. I don't have many prints of my own photos or anything, but I have that on the wall here. Um, and it's just a memory that, that I'll, I'll look back on. And, and that's, that makes me really, really stoked to kind of do that so there's a couple more in my head that I kind of want to achieve and a couple more moments like that I really want to get to so one of those is probably um probably trying to get in to shoot the Olympics or um or work on it around that somehow which um which is again really really um tight um tight world um to kind of crack or even get the access there so there's there's kind of things I'm going to have to do outside of surfing to work with other organizations to try and get to that moment um so that's kind of something I'm going to work on from like um soon so I can kind of look back on that in the in the future and kind of go I kind of kind of did it epic epic so what um what advice would you have for uh the grommets out there the the young people or those who are, are kind of thinking about picking up a camera and heading to the beach, what is kind of some words of wisdom that you would give them if you, uh, you know, bump, bump shoulders on the, on the shoreline? Yeah. I mean, you definitely, first and foremost, you got to enjoy it because that's like, you do your best work when you're, um, when you're uh, passionate about something, when you enjoy it. And um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, like I've, I've kind of said a couple of times, passion and commitment um, and, um, it might not seem like at the time it might be a bumpy road or whatever, but um, it's very, very satisfying once you do get past that, that bumpy road and jump those hurdles and get to the end goal. Um, I think, yeah, I, I pretty lucky with, with grommets growing up now is that, you know, camera technology is pretty wild. I think um, the best camera you have is the one that you have access to. Um, I, I think um you've still got to manage your, you know, still got to have a life. You can't just throw all your money into photography. And I mean, I mean some people do that. And I, I don't think like, that's just not my kind of thing, but um, I think, um, yeah, sorry. I just kind of lost myself there. Um, yeah. I, I, I would say where you can get yourself in the water and shooting in the water, just to kind of experience the experience of surfing and um, kind of, you know, butt heads with surfers and, you know, a surfer might come by and go, oh, wow, did you get that shot of me? Like, oh, I just did that air. Did you, did you see that? And kind of that's your window in. I feel like it's a lot harder to make those connections from the shore. Um, so um, within reason and once you kind of build up that wave knowledge, I think definitely shoot as much in the water as you can. Um, so, I, um, yeah, I, I think that. And, and then um, kind of pick your niche. Pick your niche and um, whether that be flying drones, whether that's yeah shooting in the water, whether that's doing portraiture and lifestyle, um, there's all these kind of niches and I think you'll naturally know which ones you want to want to kind of do and, and, and work as hard as you can on, on those and yeah I think um, 
you kind of got to do it all these days, but when you're young and, um, and starting out, I think, yeah, you definitely got to solidify yourself in, in um, one niche or another and um, create a look that people look, see your photo and they know that's it. Whether that's a certain kind of grade that you follow, a certain crop kind of angle or um, a look that people go, yep, that's his work. Um, and that's what we want to use. Beautiful, beautiful advice. So we're taking it from the beach. Let's go up in the helicopter, 20,000 feet. You're looking down. What, what's your, your general world philosophy? What's my general world philosophy? Um, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm very lucky to kind of have experienced what I've got to do, uh, what, I've, what I've seen, what I've done. I feel like I've, I feel happy with myself that I've kind of earned that. I've put in the time and everything. So I feel like I need to, um, yeah, at the moment, I guess um, during the pandemic, I'm kind of, um, yeah, looking, looking at the moment for a bit of inspiration myself. So I kind of, I don't know, maybe a little lost at the moment, I guess, like a lot of people around the world, kind of not sure what's going on. Um, so, yeah, I think I've got to, I got to um, I'm just kind of, um chatting with other photographers at the moment kind of seeing what other people are doing and and waiting for it till I get that spark again and and then I'm gonna you know put in the same amount of work to kind of um start chasing the next experience and the next um the next goal and and um yeah my philosophy with that I mean yeah I feel like you gotta you know there's nothing there's there's you make your own luck um and by putting yourself in those places and having those ideas and making stuff happen, that's that's how you make stuff work. And and uh, and yeah, like I've just gone on and said how hard it is to get into the surf, surf industry and surf photography. But you know, go out there and prove me wrong um, by doing the right things. And I, you know, like I um, I think anything's possible, but just um, just got to yeah go about it the right way. And the formula that I've said before, yeah, it's hard work um, being easy to work with an easygoing person and um yeah sick maddie well we really look forward to seeing where you go with your work uh we're going to continue to enjoy what, what what you're posting up there and um and most importantly thank you very much for your time today uh to kind of bring us into your world and your head and uh and in, enlightening us to to what what's going on with you and how you got to be where you are today Thanks so much, mate. Thanks for your time. Yeah, good to chat and um, yeah, thanks.